Welcome to This Week in Louisiana Agriculture. This is the podcast edition of this week's show. If you would like to watch the video form of this episode of Twyla, head over to our website at twylatv.org. You can also find all the information related to all the different stories in this episode at that website. Again, that's twylatv.org. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Avery Davidson. Thank you for joining us for This Week in Louisiana Agriculture, the only TV show bringing Louisiana farmers and consumers together every week. My partner, Kristen Oaks-White, will join us just a little bit later in the show. There are nearly 3,500 farms in Louisiana owned by women. That's according to the Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry's Minority and Veteran Affairs Division. That's one of the reasons why female farmers take time to network with each other at special events each year. Twyla's Brianne Hendrickson takes us to Alexandria to meet the exciting speakers at the Louisiana Women in Agriculture Conference and Expo. The corks pop, mimosas are being poured, and the networking is flowing at the 2023 Louisiana Women in Agriculture Convention and Expo. President of the Louisiana Women in Agriculture, Denise Canatella, is excited to see everyone this year. To see these women come back year after year, because some of these women have been here for 10 years or more and they can't wait to come back. And we are spotlighting women in ag and giving them the tools and resources they need to come back home to their operations and do the work that they love to do. With speakers from across the country to cuddling with the animals, this event is to help women succeed in the agriculture industry. You know, women have moved forward over the years. I feel they've always been a part of the farm work. They just were in the background. So today, our women are out there running their own operations, making their marketing decisions, their equipment decisions from production to harvest. Guiding women to find the tools and networks they need to succeed at the jobs they love. We give them the opportunity to network with all the industry partners that they can find out important information that they need to go back home and handle their, their production. Louisiana Women in Agriculture make sure the event is hands-on and visit different farming operations throughout Louisiana. Thursdays we take them, there's three opportunities of tours that they can go on and they're going to farmers and ranchers, in this case we even have had a vineyard this year, Landry's Vineyard, where they got to go and they get to watch these operations and hear from those farmers and ranchers what it took for them to get into this business, what it's taking for them to stay in it, especially today with our rising cost of all of our inputs. And so they're, they're gaining information, knowledge, to be able to take it back and try to figure out how it can be incorporated into their operations. If you missed this year's Louisiana Women in Agriculture Convention and Expo, don't worry. They are working on getting up the speakers' videos. You can go to our website, twilighttv.org, for more information. And Avery, it was a great experience, great speakers as always. So, yeah, this is the second year in which you covered that. What was, what was sort of the difference between the two years? This year we talked a lot about mental health, mm -hmm. um, which I think is a great opportunity most key speakers were more about mental health. They had guest speakers about the taxes and how we can go about making sure we're finding all the deductibles that we need mm -hmm. <laughs> as tax season is here. So it was just a good all around 
business intake for everybody. Well, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you got from the, uh, the tour that y'all did. That's going to be really good. Thank you very much, Brian Hendrickson. For 10 years, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers have hosted a youth livestock show. And this year, the group may have set a record. For those participating in the event, records are not as important as the life lessons learned in preparation for the show ring. The 007 isn't a license to kill, but a license to care, at least for 15-year-old Isaac Duyon of Vermilion Parish. He's one of more than 90 young exhibitors participating in the 10th annual Louisiana Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers Livestock Show. For Duyon, the hard work begins long before he walks into the makeup or show rings. So every day you're waking up before school at about 6 o'clock to feed and clean stalls, and then you go to school and come back and you're instantly in that barn before you even do homework. You catch all the calves, we're halted breaking babies like over here, and it's overall just a process that you have to do every single day. It's a big responsibility. For the Louisiana Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers, this event is a chance to recruit their replacements. It gives us the opportunity to bring in and reach out to the next generation of, of young producers. You know, these all these kids that are here, uh, we're just shy of 100 kids this year, and, and that's going to give us the opportunity to reach out to those people who have a love for agriculture and a passion and who are doing the right things for the right reasons. So we're able to reach out to those people and, and really ex extend our, our welcoming to, to the next generation. Robert Duncan is the chair of the YFNR State Committee. He says there were nearly 200 cattle that went through this ring at the Lamar Dixon Expo Center in Gonzales, a record for the event. But for him, it's not about numbers, it's about the experience. Be in the barn and be with kids and be with animals, you know, that's what we're, that's what we're here for is to, is to reach out to these, these kids and hear the, hear the sound and smell the smells and, uh, you know, it's just the socializing aspect of, of being here with a bunch of people, you know. And so we've got just under 100 kids this year, you've got their families, their grandparents, the whole, you know, the whole family comes out to these events, and so we're able to really reach out and, and just be able to visit and, and do what we do best. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Young Farmers and Ranchers program is for people involved in agriculture aged 18 to 35. You can learn more about YFNR on our website at twilighttv.org. The 2023 Louisiana Legislative Session is entering its fourth week, and Louisiana Farm Bureau is hard at work protecting you from bills that could be detrimental to agriculture. One of those bills was SB 32, authored by Senator Beth Mizell. It would have allowed stores to sell dairy and milk products below cost. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Dairy Advisory Committee opposed the bill because it could lower the price producers receive for milk and give larger retailers an unfair advantage over smaller independent grocers. Senator Mizell voluntarily deferred her bill after hearing this testimony from retired East Baton Rouge Parish dairy farmer Joy Womack. On September the 7th, 2019, was the hardest day of my life. We watched the stockyard come and pick up every one of our cows and take them off because we could not stay in the dairy business any longer because the price of milk had dropped so low, the price of fertilizer had got so high, and everything was against us. And if the price of milk continues to drop, there's not a dairy farmer in this state that can stay. On Tuesday, the Senate Ag Committee also considered Senate Bill 28 by Chairman Senator Stuart Cathy to standardize grading of grain when delivered to an elevator. That bill passed committee and now moves to the full Senate. 
Mayhaw Jelly is a delicious southern treat that starts to become more available this time of year. In fact, it's one of Louisiana's two state jellies. However, as Twyla's Neil Malasson tells us, because of the winter weather, Mayhaw Jelly may be a little more difficult to find this year. These are Mayhaw trees. This time of year, they should be full of these small, sweet fruits. Michael Book, who owns the largest orchard of Mayhaw trees in Louisiana, says the freeze this year wiped out more than 90% of his crop. So when the, when the freeze occurred, there was a small berries had set, the blooms had fall off, but the fruit was still young and tender. Um, so the 26, 27 degree temperatures that we had that lasted six to seven hours were just more than the fruit could stand. Michael's story isn't uncommon in Louisiana. The trees themselves fared well, but the fruit didn't statewide, according to fruit specialist Michael Polozola. It was about this stage of fruit development where it got hit, and you can even look and see at the fruit that did develop afterwards, a relic of that kind of a hard brown layer in there and the fruit just developed abnormally, not typical. It puckered extremely at the edges here and just not your typical mayhaw. But the issue is going to be that they are abnormal looking and that cold event probably wiped out 90 to 80 percent in most orchards, if not more. It's really almost a complete loss for many. Mayhaw orchards are a relatively new enterprise. That's why devastating freezes like this year are so bad for the industry. There is no safety net, according to Louisiana Mayhaw Association President Andy Thompson. I mean, we spend thousands of dollars and thousands of man hours every year cultivating these trees in the field, and you just lose the year. You're just out. I don't know of anybody that has any insurance. I haven't heard of anybody. Fortunately, growers are working to help make Mayhaws more resilient and productive. The hybridization you see going on here is helping growers find other revenue streams, such as selling seedlings. That's becoming more important as, sadly, Mayhaws are disappearing in the wild, according to Thompson. Started by some hobbyists who just love the Mayhaw tree, uh, grew up in Louisiana, going out in the woods, and they saw a need to start propagating these in an orchard fashion. They started testing various varieties. Some didn't work, some did. They started giving them names. They decided they wanted to make an association. They put it out and it's just been growing over the years. And now the good news is most of these Mayhaw trees seem to have survived the winter relatively unscathed in Louisiana, as you can see from this new growth. Now, whether or not the Louisiana producers who grow them will continue to remain in business is yet to be determined. Reporting from Columbia, Louisiana, I'm Neil Malasaw. The Louisiana Mayhaw Association will hold its annual meeting on June 17th in Alexandria starting at 9 a.m. The conference will have a lot of information for both growers and those interested in growing Mayhaws. You can find more information on our website at twilatv.org. By the way, the other state jelly of Louisiana, Louisiana sugarcane jelly. Now you know. Still to come on Twyla, we reach back in the archives to last year for one of our favorite segments of Feasting on Agriculture, a great crawfish treat coming up next. Hi, I'm John Fielder and I'm the Vice President, Branch Manager of the Louisiana Land Bank Shreveport Branch. In today's market where interest rates are all-time low, it's very hard to find an investment that can compare to timber, something that's consistent and typically if you manage timber correctly, it'll grow possibly as much as six to eight percent or more. 
If you're looking for that loan for timber, for recreation property, for cattle, crops, call me, John Fielder, at the Louisiana Land Bank. South American rainforests are being destroyed by timber. In our state, the Louisiana Forestry Association promotes sustainable forestry to create clean air, clean water, and a thriving habitat for wildlife. That's why Louisiana has more forests today than 100 years ago. Louisiana Forestry Association, we're minding the forest for you. I'm a steward of the land. I am growing a better future. I am feeding the world. I'm making the world a better place. I am resilient. I'm essential and I'm still farming. I am essential. I am still farming. I am resilient. I am essential. I am still farming. No matter what happens, we are still farming. I am Farm Bureau. 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 We are Farm Bureau. Feasting on Agriculture with Kristen Oaks-White is brought to you by the Louisiana Crawfish Promotion and Research Board, Louisiana Crawfish, Ask Before You Eat, and by the Louisiana Beef Industry Council, Beef, It's What's for Dinner, and by the Louisiana Rice Promotion Board, Think Rice. Well, today we have a real treat for you. We're here in Morganza, Louisiana on a beautiful blue sky day at Four Oaks Crawfish Farm with Mr. Matt Fry. So the ponds that we're going, are they further, a lot further away from here? About a quarter of a mile down the road. We're gonna get out there and they're gonna be kind of getting ready to uh, prepare for the, the catch today. Right, right. Come on, it's burning daylight right here. him to stop and undoubtedly he must have thought we were just wanting to look at him or something because he kept going. So we got to go chase him down. Yeah we got to go chase him down now. Hey check that out. What has the season been like thus far? It's been good for us you know uh, just wish we could do it longer. When you talk about the season ending how long are y'all going to keep crawfishing? Uh, end of May. We, end of May. Yeah we're going to be finished at the end of May yeah. You can sit right there it ain't, it ain't wet huh? No, no, no. Sit right here, son. Hey. The crop. Yeah. The crawfish. That would be fun. They'd eat you like a little piranha. You sell directly to consumers. Yes. What it, what's the one thing that you want the public to know about the product that you're that you put your blood, sweat, and tears into? Yeah, I, I, to me. 
it, it's about uh, the industry trying to put out a, a, a crawfish or a product that is superior. Oh, boy, that's a good one there. Oh, that's a good one. Until July, could you physically? Yeah, we could, but the quality of crawfish falls off to where, you know, I, there's the money that they're willing to pay is yeah, not why? worth it. Hey, this is a female and this is a male. I learned this last time. Yep. But it was so cold that I think I forgot. The little pizzas, and I got I got a check, but yep, that's a female. What does that make you feel like when somebody sits down for, like you said, a senior party or, you know, an Easter crawfish bowl or something, and they have your crawfish on the table and they say, man, these are the best ones I've ever had. <laughs> that happens a lot, but it's still just as good as it was the first time I heard it, which is years ago. So how, what yeah. does that make you feel like inside? Oh, no, it's it's important. I mean, you know, shoot, you, you know, I'm out here, I ain't out here just to play around, you know, I want to be the best that I could do at, you know, I want to be the best at it, you know, uh, and, and we're doing pretty good. <laughs>
Be a legend like Jordan. Recognize your buzzed warning signs and get a ride home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Emergency plan today. Well, now we've got a real treat for you because we're in the kitchen of Four Oaks Crawfish Farm and I've got the matriarchs of Four Oaks, Sean and Jody Fry, that are here, and we're going to do Crawfish stuffed bell peppers. That's right. And you said that you picked this recipe for a special reason because? Well, whenever we were deciding on what to cook, we said here in the spring of Louisiana, gardens are in full swing, and so there's lots of bell peppers and just wonderful ingredients to use in this. So we decided to use and bell peppers. And you've got a beautiful, I will have to give y'all kudos because y'all spent you. so much time to give us a beautiful spread. We tried. Of all of the different things that make Louisiana produce great including the crawfish. So y'all take it away. Tell me what's the first thing we need to do. Okay, first thing you need, or, and we've parboiled our peppers already. So you need parboiled peppers that we're gonna actually stuff these. So how do you just boil them? You cut the tops off. You could either use the whole bell pepper or half a bell pepper and scoop out the pulp and put them in boiling water. I'd say I, about no more than five, five minutes, minutes just to get them kind of soft. That's and the pre-cooking stage. The next step is you're just gonna um, use a half a stick of butter. Not a half, half a stick, that's a full stick. stick of butter. Yeah. Oh, that's hot, And yeah. then you're gonna put, yes, yeah, a little hot. And then we're gonna put our Trinity. I would put all of it. It calls for a half a cup or a cup of onion, but here in Louisiana, the more seasoned and the better, right? Yeah. So that's a, about that's a medium. That's two you can never have too much of onion That's a medium butter, onion. in my opinion. It's about a half a cup of celery and bell pepper. Here, you. Look, look, I'll help, I'll stir it, you, you add in. But you tell me if I'm doing it wrong. No, perfect. you're doing it perfect. Perfect. And you boil it. And you're gonna saute that until it's nice and wilted. It almost looks like you're starting to roost. So after that's wilted, you're going to stir in your crawfish. This is two pounds of Louisiana, actually it's four oaks forms, crawfish tails. Beautiful. And you're gonna cook that for about 20 minutes. Okay. So the next thing that it calls for is salt, black pepper, and red pepper. So Jody's just and we like to season our food. Just a season good bit. to taste. Yeah, yeah. To and your palate. You could never have too much. Before we stuff, we could always taste a little bit before you Okay. You stuff your pep your pepper. To make so sure that it's to pepper, your, your taste. This is black pepper. And we like a little kick to it. So. Right, right. But that's cayenne pepper. Yes, this is cayenne pepper. If you used um, boiled crawfish, I'm sure you'll have a little heat in your seasoned water already, so you may not use quite as much. Um, there we go. We're going to have heat on that one. <laughs> this one and a spicy little, peppers. A little Worcestershire and Tabasco if, you, if you'd like to. And green onions. That's about a half a cup of green onions. 
and parsley. That's beautiful. In South Louisiana, you can never have too much green onions and parsley. Go back to you. Stir it up, get that well mixed. And actually, now that we've put in all those ingredients, I think we might add a little, a little bit of crawfish stock. Just, I wouldn't put all of it though. Just a little bit. Juice this is a, a beautifully colored dish. And it looks like that we coordinated our outfits yeah. with it. <laughs> it it kind of does. By you? coincidence. It's a very pretty. There you go. I think you could. Dish. Pretty color. Looks so you great. cook that for about 10 minutes. So now we're moving on to the stuffing. Place it in there. And you would put a little bit of water in the bottom so it doesn't stick. Pop it in the oven okay. at 350 until Til it comes till out. Til it comes Again, out. Like, yeah, like this. And that's the finished product. And as we always say, the magic television, we have it already prepared. So I'm going to be the guinea pig tasting. Y'all. This is so, there's so many different flavors in here. And the is it good? Wonderful. Kudos, I'm taking the recipe home with me. If you guys at home are interested in trying this recipe yourself, or you want to learn more about Four Oaks Crawfish Farm, we put a link on our website at twilighttv.org. Thank you so much, Sean, Jody. This has been wonderful. It's a great dish, and the spread is so beautiful. We've had a great day here at Four Oaks. Thanks for joining us on Feasting on Agriculture. Feasting on Agriculture with Kristen Oaks-White was brought to you by the Louisiana Crawfish Promotion and Research Board, Louisiana Crawfish, ask before you eat, and by the Louisiana Beef Industry Council, beef, it's what's for dinner and by the Louisiana Rice Promotion Board, Think Rice. If you'd like to try this recipe out at home with some Louisiana crawfish, visit our website at twilighttv.org. Now, only if we knew where to find some crawfish here in Louisiana. Where you're in luck, farmers continue to pull traps, and Louisiana crawfish is still a great treat to enjoy this weekend, boiled, fried, and etouffee, or even some stuffed bell peppers. There's no shortage of possibilities. Let's look at a few prices from around the state. Our friends at Baton Rouge at Tony's Seafood have live crawfish for $2.79 a pound and boiled crawfish for $4.19 a pound. In Erath, T-Bob Seafood has live crawfish for $2.50 a pound and boiled is $4.50 a pound. In Ruston, Dee's Crawfish has live crawfish for $2.75 a pound and you can get them boiled for $5.50 a pound. As always, call your local crawfish provider before you go in case prices change. They can change every week. And also, before you buy them, make sure you're getting Louisiana crawfish, which is why the Louisiana Crawfish Promotion and Research Board reminds you to always ask before you eat. People around the world celebrated Earth Day April 22nd, but for farmers and ranchers working to produce more food using fewer resources, every day is Earth Day. So in today's Boost, we tip our hats to the men and women committed to sustainability. I think some of sustainability to farmers just comes second nature. If you yes. asked a farmer, are you sustainable, they'd probably look at you maybe a little funny and say, I don't think I'm doing anything that special, but it really is just what they do. We're all farmers and our goal is taking the best care of our land, our cattle, our natural resources. Some people, when the economy goes soft, they can move or their, their job shuts down or their plant moves. Farming, we don't move, we stay put here. So we're concerned about the environment, the air, the water quality. All of us uh, play a role in the system and we have stake in it. And I think we should exercise that power we have in the, the food system. This. This. This is my sustainability story.
To learn more about how America's farmers and ranchers are leading the way in sustainability, visit our website at twilatv.org. That does it for this edition of Twyla. Be sure to join us next week when we'll take you along for one of the tours at the Louisiana Women in Ag Conference. Until then, you can watch all of our stories online at twilatv.org. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You'll find all of these stories on our YouTube channel, so be sure to subscribe and turn on those notifications. That way, you know, when we put something new out. For all of us here at Twyla, thank you for joining us. We hope to see you again right here next week.